<laughs> the broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that <laughs> sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. I don't like to be bamboozled. Hi, Georgia. It's Troy Stetcher here. Thank you for labeling me the short king. Vic actually just got the sweatshirt that says Mock Girl Summer. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I'm having a lot of fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Broadscast. It's Georgia. I'm here with Mallory and Sam on April 1st. How is it April already? That's genuinely horrifying. Um, We are here to talk to you about sports. <laughs> Um, Wait, I have a question for the class. Okay. Regarding the date. Yes. Which is, what have you seen today that has legitimately gotten you because you didn't realize it was April Fool's Day? Absolutely nothing. it's happened to me nothing. twice. Oh my god! <laughs> and you don't like to be bamboozled. You don't like to be bamboozled. <laughs> what bamboozled you? Um, one... Crocs posted this thing that was these new like shoe and it was the outline of your foot. And I was like, honestly, these are kind of goofy, but like I think people will buy them. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, I I'm not criticizing this. Sure. But I was like, no, wait, this is April Fool's Day prank. Um two, which I told my roommate about this, and like she really hated the part of this, which was one of the multiple American Girl doll meme accounts I follow on Instagram. Oh God, Mallory. <laughs> the American Girl dolls. Anyway, one of them posted like a letter that was a cease and desist from the American Girl doll company. And I was like, oh my God, is this real? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I thought this was going to be a relatable moment where we could all share. No, it's because I don't. Of getting pranked. It's because Twitter is broken now. Like yeah, that's my fair. my timeline like doesn't do you guys like tweets don't actually go in threads anymore? Like I was trying to read the um Lamar Jackson, I'm leaving <laughs> Baltimore <laughs> Twitter thread. And he like had a thread and I tried to click on it and then you can't find the next tweet and it, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. So I miss all of these things. I did see that Sportsnet tried to say that Mark Messier was gonna be the new color commentator for the canucks which like the problem is also yeah Yeah. the problem is i got bamboozled on instagram and it is also with the interface because like i don't see things as they get posted yeah like yeah yeah because of it so i'm like oh this could have been from a couple days ago i don't know yeah like on the timeline it's all Mm -hmm. out of whack it's super out of whack it's very strange. everything's out of whack i also keep like seeing tweets from like i hate the for you page because i keep forgetting that it's not people i follow and i'm like why are these tweets going up here because i don't oh i actually really like it because somehow i've curated it to be like extremely bizarre so i only see like weird stuff happening there but like i don't see i always forget to go to the following page so like half the time i like don't see any of your tweets unless i go to your page Whereas, like, I used to see people's tweets all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Yeah, and if you like one tweet, it's like on Instagram when you click on one She's thing. the only person out of everyone here and, like, not here whose tweets show up regularly on my page is Vanessa's. <laughs> but trying to she has the most to say, though, I feel like. So maybe it's actually not even that. It's just Georgia It's just you guys have stopped tweeting. <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't. 
I, I sent like three tweets today and I was like, that's too many. <laughs> Meanwhile, like reel it back two years ago. I was probably sending like 50 a day, which is horrifying. Oh my uh, gosh. Speaking of tweets. Yes. We need to talk about Josh Norris and Vanessa. Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. Anyway, for those of you who aren't as online as we literally are trying to be like, we're not online anymore. We don't. We really aren't on Twitter. To be fair. Five minutes talking about Twitter. Because Sam saw it and said to the group chat. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't it have. Glorious. It was absolutely um, Josh Norris was doing a Twitter takeover for the Sins game. Um, Vanessa replied. What was her exact tweet? She said, uh, if you send me a jersey, basically, like, if you send me a jersey, I'll switch my allegiances from the Canucks to the Sens. And he said. To which Josh Norris said, no, thanks. <laughs> um, Which is just great because it's Vanessa, mostly. <laughs> so funny. It was just so cold. Also, like, I think he only responded to, like, 10 tweets or something they like posted a graphic mm-hmm. like it was his game graphic and it was like josh responded to nine tweets in x amount of time and i'm like what sam does that while breastfeeding <laughs> literally step your game up literally step up your game josh anyway whatever um it was it Just was don't, like analyze how often i tweet <laughs> some people are born posters no one needs those and- steps Josh Norris um, is not a born poster. Yeah. So we, and then we did post a doctored photo of Vanessa with a tattoo of him, like that one guy. <laughs> that was also really well done. Which was so funny. Anyway, um, sports. Let's talk about them. The Boston Bruins clinched the presence trophy. They now have the most points they've ever had in their history, which is, I think, 123. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually can make it to the record, I think, which is 132 by the Canadians. I think they only have, I think they have six games, today, so they can theoretically do it. Uh, Jason Robertson also broke a record. He is now the single season point leader in Dallas Stars history, past Mike Medano, which is kind of crazy. Like, he doesn't get talked about enough, I think. He really doesn't. Because he's in Dallas. But that's I was going to say, it's because he's Asian. <laughs> also that. Okay. Sam can say that. <laughs> A lot of times when the answer, you're like, why is this this way? Yeah. You're A like, lot of times yeah. the answer is racism. I do that's- think it's also because it's Dallas. Although, like, people talked about Jamie Benn a lot, so, you know. Whatever. Yeah, and I think, but it seems, I mean, also, to be fair, like, as we've talked about before, like, scoring's up generally in the league anyway, so I think there's just, like, a bunch, like, Elias Patterson's gonna have a 100-point season, that's, like, really good, but people don't care, because, A, he's on the Canucks, and also it's just, like, there's a lot of these kind of, like, quietly having outstanding seasons kind of vibes. Especially on bad teams, like, Matthew Kachuk is going crazy in florida and um no one on that team is helping him yeah florida i did see paul maurice was very mad 
he had a very angry press conference. Well, actually, the problem in Florida is that Paul Maurice is their coach. Like, that's... What's funnier? That's the main problem, I think. <laughs> that's not who you really hire when you're like, <laughs> what would we really you rather, think we're going to be winning. What would you rather? Paul Maurice screaming at you on the bench and screaming at press conference. Or John Tortorella saying, fuck you guys. I'm not standing behind the bench. I'm going to go up, sit in the press box so that I can see you from above with Daniel Breer and Brad Shaw is going to coach you. I have to, I have to imagine that the Tortorella one so has funny. to be more pleasant though. I mean, like, obviously like he's coming up with new ways to insult you, but at least you're getting like 60 minutes a piece. That's true. We don't know what Bradshaw's like, though. He didn't come yeah. on our podcast, even though he was supposed to, which is fine. Um, it's, kind of, it's fine. Most literally, of actually, though, people who were supposed to come on our podcast but didn't is like a different Hall of Fame yes. situation. <laughs> That's true. Like pro cop, whatever. We can move past that. <laughs> Vanessa Jang. <laughs> Vanessa Jang. Um, more importantly. We received news this morning that Bryce Harper reads hockey romance books. Quite unlike Georgia does. Because Georgia yeah. can't read hockey romance because actually I bet he can't read baseball romance. That's so the why. thing is, no, so I will say I've read those romance books, the L. Kennedy ones. Uh-huh. I've read them because they're very, very popular. They're also like classified as new adult which I hate as a category, but it's like um, when you're in college, basically, is what it is. So it's like above, <laughs> it's above young adult. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, I don't know. It's everyone's like in their early 20s, basically. And I have read those books and they're like very sexy. The first book is literally about sex. They have a sex deal. Um and I was like, wow, Bryce Harper, Mormon. What's going on? Oh my God, I forgot that. He's a total Morm. So I have some questions. I, I love that. I want to know, I want to know how this happened. I mean, they're really popular books. So it's not like the most, it's not like a deep cut of like, I don't know, some random hockey romance. They're super popular romance books in general. And they're actually the romances that when we did our round table like a year ago, and we we're talking about how like hockey's made its way to Brazil because of hockey romance books. Like it's these books. That's mm-hmm. why. So uh L. Kennedy, once again, doing more for the National Hockey League than Gary Bettman could, than Gary ever, Bettman could ever do. Um but yeah, I have so many questions. I also will say, like, I okay, I don't politically aligned with Bryce Harper and Mormonism I think is a cult but that's fine but I did like that when he said that he was reading them in the answer it wasn't like mocking them in a way it's just like yeah I read this it's escapist they're like really fun I like them whatever and I don't know I really liked that I did post this in my romance book reddit group and half the people were like, had no clue who that was and had to look him up. And now this is great. That's so <laughs> and funny. the other half of the people were like, I'm pretty sure 
like all baseball romance is based on either Bryce Harper or uh, JT Real Muto, his teammate. <laughs> so really, yeah, I think there's a lot of like, uh, there's there's kind of the, baseball. I would say is probably has the smallest foothold in like the sports romance. It's definitely hockey's definitely number. I would one. agree, and then I would say football. Basketball and hockey. I think basketball has baseball more. might be. Um, I think they'd probably be. Kennedy Ryan has like a basketball series, and it's so good. She's a very excellent writer. But yeah, so do you, we think other members of the Phillies also read romance books? Do you think Trey I Turner think reads the romance? fanatic does? That's literally the plot line. Of the bromance book club. It is. It is. As athletes and like famous people reading yes. romance novels. Um, yeah, so that's a series by Lissa K. Adams, I think. Yes. Yeah. And it's set in Nashville and it's like a book club. And all of there's sporting figures, and then like I think a couple just like like a country singer. And then some random guy, I think. Yeah. Um, and they read romance books together. What they need for accuracy is a former Bachelor contestant or something. That is true. That's the national demographic. Speaking of those books and romance plot lines, we have not discussed that we found out that Arter Seelovs married, <laughs> got married when he was like 17. Remember? And he was in the OHL and he had a wife. He has a wife who came with him from, like, when he moved. I do and not they, remember you telling me this. I literally said this. I think it's in the group chat. chat. I will send screenshots to prove there that. There is a this. lot in the group chat, to be fair. This was also... <laughs> so he got married when he was, like, 17? Yeah. How do you do that? But they lived together with the Billet family. They, oh, my God. Because he needed a friend, basically. <laughs> which is literally the plot of one of those books. <laughs> And, That's insane. And she had to drive him everywhere because he didn't have a license. I haven't read that one yet. So was she funny. also 17? I think so. I think really? he was seven. He was 17 or 18. He might have been 18. That's crazy. There's an article about it. It's that's absolutely it's nuts. very funny. And it, that's kind of like what Vasily Bod Colson did too. Also, so. but like imagine like signing up to be like a billet family, like, and you think you're just gonna get like some kid and then some dude shows up and he's like also my wife has to live with me and you're like what do you mean your wife aren't you a child <laughs> here's my child bride and also like you're like 17 year old you're like okay so we were gonna say that you couldn't have girls spend the night but what do we do now because this is your wife and she lives here i don't know I, the billet thing is so that it's, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre, and that even happens like in Vancouver. I don't know if they still do this, but like the players who play on the like Vancouver Canadians, who I think they're high A ball now, but whatever is like minor league baseball. Like they also live billets, which is just so funny to think about. Like I don't know. Anyway, literally the plot of a romance novel. So. It was just very surprised. I was very surprised. I thought it was an April Fool's joke. And then I had to read the GQ article multiple times. And we do know that Yanni Gord reads Colleen Hoover. 
And I just wonder, I wonder what else they're reading. More men should read romance books. They're like fun. I don't know. An escapist. They're not just for women. They're for everyone. Uh, okay. Let's talk about actual things, I guess. Should we talk about the Canucks now that we've been talking about Ardor Seelovs? We can talk about the Canucks. Um, so do we want to start with the bad or the isn't it all yeah i mean it's not great the connects played yesterday it was their pride night it was also trans day of visibility um which is i think a very important part of this conversation that we're gonna delve into with the fucking jerseys um so Canucks did their pride night and they as always like they're really good at throwing for their theme nights and their community nights they're really good at not just making it kind of just the jersey it's very much they get musicians and they do uh they did a live drag show outside of Rogers Arena yesterday they um, have people from the community like it's a very like it's a all-encompassing thing like you can't you can't go to it and it's just over with the jersey. It's all around the arena, which is very cool. And like props to them because they do a really good job of that. Um, part of the story, however, was what we kind of thought might happen when we were, I think when we last reported, we had a yeah. conversation about whether they were going to wear the jerseys. Uh, they did wait a really long time to say that they were doing the night which was concerning i think for a lot of people they did end up wearing them um mm-hmm. except that andre kuzmenko didn't wear the jersey so he didn't participate in warm up warm up and uh it was cited that it was family it was a family decision and after the game uh when he was asked about it he just said it was family decision and he's like not going to talk anymore about it so there's not actually any real clarification about what that theoretically means um but yeah that kind of sucked and also i think that there is something to the fact that they didn't have name bars on their jerseys that they just wore the you can play i think that's actually quite significant i think that's significant also um the You Can Play organization is kind of one of the big lip service organizations. Um, a lot of people have criticized them for not really doing that much activism or anything and doing things within the community. So all of their proceeds from the evening went to them. And no, they, the they also they, made a they made a lump donation to um, a local group. And that as well. Yes. Um, but... It's just kind of awkward, you know. Put now we knew that like the whole Kuzmenko thing was putting a damper on everything, and it made drama out of it that didn't need to happen. I mean, we talked about this before. Um, and I don't know, like obviously his situation. They're claiming once again it was the Russia thing. Um. But that's not even clear. He didn't actually. Yeah. He said it was. He said it's a family decision. Yeah. 
So, so it's like, yeah. I think this is an example when people like, it's a lot easier like for people for certain people to like criticize someone who they don't necessarily like or who's not necessarily like good aka Mm -hmm. James Reimer but when it comes to a player that you might like it's harder for people I think when I'm saying this I'm particularly thinking of like straight hockey fans to then be like to criticize him and this is a moment mm-hmm. where it's like, but y- like, this is what happens. Cause it's not always going to be like a person who you, a stereotypical person who you think is a bigot. It's also like people who are, might be good at hockey, but that doesn't negate the fact that they should still be criticized. And so, exactly. and you could see like my deeply cynical self, like kind of thought this was coming when the Canucks totally jacked up. The Kuzmenko like PR campaign in oh, the last sure. couple weeks, and I also I do wonder like because they did really delay announcing it, and so I wonder if part of that was figuring out what they wanted to do with the jersey and then figuring out if, I don't know they could get him to wear it or something. It um, is just stupid that it is now becoming an option. Um. As we talked about before, like, we don't have the illusion that all these people are, like, explicit allies and are, like, trying to, like, make spaces more welcoming. But even them doing this, like, small gesture is just, like, a slight step. And now it's become this kind of, like, just, like, breeding ground for stupidity. (laughs) I don't know. Just, like, the worst takes imaginable coming constantly about this thing that, like, is nice but doesn't really hugely matter. But then you guys are making a huge deal out of it. So now it does matter because you're like, oh, I can't even be kind for 15 minutes. Yeah. And I also, like, I this stuff, I feel like, so... Uh, to try and parse out any, the, any silver lining or whatever, like, it is giving... Um, while it has provided a soapbox for people to be super bigoted and spew that bigotry, um, it's also meant that players are getting asked on this stuff and they're answering. And like, I thought Kyle Ocposo spoke quite well about the situation that they went through in Buffalo. Um, Matthew Kachuk about their team in the stall situation i thought quinn hughes spoke really well like and ethan bear as well and i think that like i fall so much more on like the what ethan bear said is like so i think that's a lot of people's um way of thinking like it's just so like you just can't understand like it's just i don't i don't understand like (laughs) i just fundamentally like why do people have the time or why do they care about what other people do in their own lives like i don't have like i i don't have the time like i don't know maybe it's because i'm so fucking mentally ill myself like (laughs) but it's just like i don't understand like i fundamentally don't so when people are like oh you have to like see it from their side I'm like I literally can't (laughs) I also thought it was like a really good answer in that I think a lot of the times you feel like you have to like address the points they make 
I'm like, I'm really bad at that. I always want to be like, oh, this is what they send. This is why they're wrong. And he was literally just like, yeah, I listened to it and it doesn't make any sense. So I just don't relate. And I was like, that's actually just, that's the best answer. It's like, I'm not even going to bother with your bullshit. I just, it doesn't, he was like, it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. Literally, like. (laughs) And I was like, I need to learn that. Because I feel like, yeah, you just start to fight, like, with the James Reimer thing and with the stall stuff, like, I just get so caught up in being so mad at the, like, we're going to pretend we're benevolent Christians, so you can't, like, actually attack us or say that we're homophobic because we, quote unquote, love everybody. And I just, like, and then it's just, like, whatever, just, like, want to yell at them for that yeah but yeah I just think it's yeah so I guess that's like slightly like some good that's coming from it is you're seeing people just be like yeah fuck that and I will say like the Canucks other than the not putting the name bars which I think we we like need to file that one away for the future to see what happens because they have been that's the first time they've ever done that and that's like an interesting change um I thought for the most part that they handled it decently but it just it still sucks that it's part of the story Mm -hmm. on a night that's supposed to be about welcoming people and then that that is like the first thing that you're confronted with just shitty i don't know if there's any pride nights left i think the canucks might have been the last one that seems kind of right. Yeah, I think you're correct. So, um, I don't think we'll see any more of this, but everyone said, time to show everyone that I suck. And now, time to lose some hockey games. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I It's so, so strange. I don't, it's fif- like 15 minutes. You can't. I know. I do think that a lot of the um, growing, like, discontent towards the, like, Pride Night situation, and I think is really probably true with the Eric Stahl, especially, um, is just increased transphobia and increased, like, transphobic rhetoric around um, the United States and, like, having that. Because I really think that, although... Eric Stahl or whichever one it even was said that he apparently has always had this belief and never um, worn a pride jersey before and isn't going to start now. They said, is this you? And it was him wearing the Habs one. Um, I think that's why people are also maybe thinking that they need to like stand for their beliefs or whatever, because there is such like a culture war over it kind of right now. Yeah, no, Which I, I hate the term agree. culture war. That sounds like very like Fox News, but you know what I mean. I mean, it tells you exactly what media they're consuming, right? That this is suddenly yeah. an issue for them. Exactly. Like, yeah. I genuinely don't think any of these people had considered these issues before. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I think before they were given these jerseys, any of the theme night jerseys, they put them on, they're like, yeah, whatever. But because of what they're consuming now, they're like, oh, I should probably not wear this because I'm like actually a bigot. 
Whereas they were just a slight bigot before, like they were like not actively one. Yeah. But they weren't. <laughs> they weren't like consciously thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely. Turned on the light I, yeah. switch in their brain. I definitely agree. I think it's the. I mean, we, we've seen the uptick in like the book banning mm-hmm. and the like attacks on public libraries and school libraries and that being part of the wave of anti everything that's not white supremacist white heteronormative supremacy which is deeply concerning and i do i also want to say like we talk a lot about the the conversation oh the russia stuff and it's like okay well yeah but there's stuff happening in north america and a lot of the times that's focused on like the stuff that's happening in the u.s but like that stuff we're not insular from it. Like that stuff comes to Canada. It's not like Vancouver and BC isn't like a supreme place for queer people. Like it's, and neither is Canada. Like we have issues here too. We've seen stuff cross the border. We've had a fucking convoy (laughs) situation happen. Um, Transphobia is on the rise everywhere. Like here too. We're currently the actual talking point on Fox News or the VPD is. There was a trans rights rally in East Van yesterday and fucking dumbass Dan Dix and like that idiot. I don't even know what his name is. He's like the weirdo who travels across the country wearing like a sandwich board about like with like transphobic messages on it. And it's like, I'm a dad to two and being a dad means this. I'm like, how about you stay at home and like literally father your children instead of like traveling across the country wearing a sandwich board and going on Tucker Carlson? Like, what kind of father are you? You're literally not at home with your children. Anyways, he's on Tucker Carlson tonight talking about how the VPD like wouldn't arrest him at the rally because the VPD is like some kind of great ally. I can't even say it with a straight face. Oh, god yeah so like all these like psycho right-wing people are like spamming the vpd being like you wouldn't arrest like this trans person for attacking for assaulting him like this is a joke blah 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 it's like okay oh my god don't you just love being alive right now (laughs) i'm sure ralph kaiser and the vpd are super uh not right-wing Oh, God. Anyway, so, like, anyway. it's important to remember, because Canadians have a tendency of doing this, being like, well, we're better than the U.S. Like, we're not. It's no. the same shit. It's like, we also had the KKK here, you guys. Like, uh, I learned recently that in 1981, uh, this guy named Paul Wynn, he tried to sue, or he tried to lodge a complaint against the KKK with the BC Human Rights Tri- Tribunal, or at the time what it was called, and they were like, they declined to see it through. Oh my god! They were like, "We don't think that we'd actually have grounds to do anything." It was the KKK. Don't you guys have all those uh, weirdos? The like Mormon cult. Um, Isn't that bountiful? Yeah. yeah, we also have that, but that's like that's in the interior. I was just wondering about other freaks. <laughs> I was just checking in. Yeah, we on do. On your have local that. ones. Well, that's why the guy got arrested. 
because they were trafficking people across the border yeah so that's fun stuff anyway i think that's just important to remember and it is like and it is true like that the reason or not the reason but the a huge thing around the kind of pushback against this is transphobia um particularly i think there's like a brand of kind of the christian people who are like oh whatever you can be gay but just like don't be around me but then in like transphobia is just like yeah there's a lot of this like new like rhetoric from tucker carlson and co like about alleged grooming and how that is apparently a thing oh yeah the Um, drag queen reading books or yeah so i think that that is very much where this hatred is going um it's the same obviously with like james whistles that they throw it's like maybe you should spend some more time like watching tape instead of watching tucker carlson but unfortunately with kuzmeko it is more of like Well, yeah. you win some, you lose some. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. But. Alas, alas. Oh. Troy Stasher hit him in the face? My with a pop. King Troy did do that. I'm still deeply disappointed. And then also got his hundredth point. Was it hundredth goal or hundredth point? I don't even know. Good boy, Troy Stetcher. Hundredth something so funny if he's been in the nhl this long and that's his hundredth point mallory yeah, it's gotta shut, be goal you shut your mouth <laughs> he's i mean like i love it he's he the thing about like troy like whenever he did score it was so much fun because he never scores so that's why i loved him but it is very possible it was his hundredth point yeah so um the connects did they lose in overtime yeah, no, I will be frankly honest with people. I take my antidepressant at 8.30 p.m. and I am out. So they lost in overtime. Tyler Toffoli scored his second goal of the night. Um, but also importantly about this actual game is that Jonathan Huberto just completely doing poorly on a penalty shot. So funny. So I have a lot of questions about Calgary, starting with what the fuck happened this season? They were bad. That's as Mark, far as I'm Markstrom gone. was so bad. Wait, this we need to get the uh oh wait, that was about the Panthers. Oops. I keep forgetting Matthew Kachuk plays on uh the Panthers now. Because I was gonna say the quote from Keith Kachuk about how they're playing poorly and how <laughs> the sins have more hustle than them. <laughs> so good. Um yeah, Calgary. The Calgary-Florida trade benefited no one. <laughs> it ruined both teams. Except for Matthew Chuck. He's really happy in Florida, apparently. Yeah. Um. Though, shockingly, like, Calgary hasn't played well, but now the Jets are in free fall. And so they have a chance to make it, which is very... We shouldn't have 32 strange. hockey teams because I don't think that we have enough players who are good. That's true. I really, That's my want, I really want relegation because this is time for uh, relegate Arsenal, the Arsenal football simping. Um, in the Premier League right now, the uh, relegation race is more interesting than who's going to win the league. Oh, it's <laughs> like, crazy. There's like there. eight teams within the span of like 
four points or something. And obviously, like, if you're at the bottom, you get relegated. It's, like, pretty significant. And that is, like, that makes the season so exciting because it's, like, they actually have something to play for. Like, the Canucks are just, like, what are they playing for? Nothing. They, well. They're They're not even playing for a draft pick. Like. Yeah, they're not going to get the dart anymore. I think they play their way out of that unless they. No, they're for sure not. At this point, I don't think they're even going to be top 10. Because they're above 500 with Tocket, right? Yeah. This is another um, good thing. The WSL relegation battle is also in Tottenham is in the hunt to possibly be relegated. Let's fucking go. They could they could get relegated. Um, Let's go. Arsenal uh, also could win the see, league. But you see that more importantly, <laughs> Granite Jaka is only one goal behind Sun this season. Wow. Granite. My king. Um. Anyway, basically, it would be it would be fun if we had relegation in the NHL. Where do you think that we should start our relegation? How many teams do you think should be in the second level? Ten. Mm. How many? Like, what's our dream NHL? How many teams are there? Twenty and twenty, I think. Do it like. Okay. Do it like the Premier League. I think twenty and yeah. twenty is good. We can pick up some AHL teams. Yeah. Yeah, and then you cut. Well, I guess twelve is a lot, though. Though, like eh, teams, I never think about Minnesota gone. <laughs> You're kicking Florida, them out. They are gone. literally going to win the cup. Dallas gone. New Jersey gone. We're going to have like just a Canadian league. Oh, also no, Biden said he hates melt- the Leafs. No, oh my god, people would have meltdowns because there would be, of course, like one year where like all the Canadian teams get relegated, and people would be like. This is unconscionable. And then we'd have a national crisis. That would be kind of funny, though. Maybe this would be It would be really funny. It would be so funny. I think we should do it. We should. Let's start our own league. (laughs) We're like the XFL situation. That's going to be us. Yes, we can do it. I believe in us. We just need some financial backing. Small loan. Do we know any billionaires? Mal, did you go to high school with any billionaires? I went to school in Kansas. What do you think? Yeah, no, probably not. Unless you, like, <laughs> randomly went to school with one of the, like, Pillsbury heirs or something. That is true, actually. I did <laughs> um, go to high school with this girl. Her dad uh, is the president of the Trailblazers. Oh. No, the Pacers now. Sorry. Hmm. It was it was the Trailblazers. She moved to Lawrence after that. I don't think that's going to be enough financial backing for us. I don't think so either. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the Canucks or the NHL? Stop winning games. Um. Yeah. That's all we have. That's all we got. Let's talk about baseball for like a hot second. Baseball's back. Mallory, how are you feeling? How are you feeling with okay. the Kansas City Royals? Uh, the Kansas City Royals, uh, they've played two games. They have lost two games. Incredible. I'm starting to think that my season prediction, which was Royals win 69 games, that might have been too high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Izzy, Izzy has Bobby Witt in, in his, his fantasy 
in his fantasy just because he steals bases. He steals. A he lot does. Of bases. We do a lot of stealing bases. If and you could like, get on base, yeah, yeah. Um, what we need is pitching, though. And here is my proposal, which is young pitchers who are good. What if you pitched alongside a Hall of Famer and got to hang out with Zach Greinke all day? Um, just for a year or two. It's fun. It's something to tell your family about. He's going to say something super weird because anytime you read any anecdote about him, it's, so it's weird. the most insane thing. It's so like weird. you playing 162 games takes a lot out of you. Going to work in every day and having Zach Grinky say something bizarre to you. Great. Yeah, That's what I'm th- saying. And also apparently he is like a good like mentor. Like he's like really good at like teaching mm-hmm. people and stuff so you literally get to learn off of like a future hall of famer um how... he did pitch opening day he uh they did not win how devastating is it to be so close to st louis who has two of the best players in baseball right now yeah Though, but the thing is i'm not a cardinals fan i did watch the cardinals are playing the blue jays and i was watching this morning and uh flirty was pitching and in his first 12 at-bats, he walked six Blue Jays. <laughs> but lucky for him, Blue Jays can't score to save their lives. Um, so. About the Blue Jays, the Royals, nobody wants to go see them play at all, apparently, because I already got an ad for $5 tickets to the Blue Jays series, which is this week. Like, they're just coming up by 70, and they're already being like, hey, can you pay us $5 maybe? <laughs> just, like, cup." offset the light cost <laughs> incredible i i really enjoyed when we went it was so hot it was really hot no was i really like hot. going to you get to see other people do good things you might not get to see the royals get to do good things but we did get to see a walk-off homer even uh, so two out crazy. of the three baseball games i went to last year were walk-offs so it's crazy i was having a great time i am now a mariners fan i've officially switched allegiances because I have MLB TV, so I can actually see the Mariners now. Uh, before, you couldn't see them here because they would black it out. And, like, you only see Blue Jays. But now I can That's really Mariners. funny. Um, MLB That's TV... why my dad will, like, listen to... He kind of likes the Cardinals because when he was, like, growing up, the, like... The radio catchment? The radio would get there. It's know? insane. The radio catchment for the Cardinals is, like all of the western u.s so there's like mm-hmm. cardinals fans in like the most random places in america because it would come through anyway um mlb tv has started doing these zen commercials because they used to do these like really loud commercials that were like highlight packs and now they've stopped doing that and they're just doing these mlb zen minutes <laughs> and i love of, that some of them are fine they're like quite asmr heavy and it's a lot of like pitching sounds. So like the sound of like a warm-up pitch, so like the pitch hitting the bag mm-hmm. or like batting practice. I like that one. There is one that is a pitcher picking up the chalk bag and then rubbing his hands. And all you hear is like dry skin rubbing together Ugh. at a super loud decibel. And it is one of the most horrific things <laughs> I've ever heard. And they seem to have pulled that one. So I feel like feedback wasn't great. That's so funny. 
Um, what are what are our thoughts on uh the tweet that I can't even remember who sent it about the MLB is too woke? Oh, I can pull up the tweet for you because it. The MLB is too woke. That's like when um the NHL was too woke for Florida. It was like, okay, guys, these are the most old man sports alive. Oh my god. Um, uh MLB, not woke. It not was somebody who was like, is the MLB safe for this season too? Or has it gone all woke? Um and the answer is no. The answer is Meg the Stallion threw out the first pitch for the Astros and no. <laughs> that was incredible. That was so funny. Um it was so good. There is a lot of uh com- like the commentators just like not knowing what to say. And I think it's fine. You can say that she- her ass looked great. It was it was a great moment for her. And then she got slightly groped by the okay yeah that was fine i have two questions do you think that getting rid of the shift is woke and do you think the pitch clock is woke no but i definitely think bigger bases is woke. (laughs) you do (laughs) um so yeah they did install the pitch clock which has been great there's a bunch of games that are like just two hours fantastic decision though in the mariners first game the they're playing the cleveland guardians and the guardians uh pulled their pitcher and this other pitcher came in i can't remember his name it's like kalanick or something and he got a pitch clock violation and then he threw one of the most horrific pitches i've ever seen a la nuclelouche from bull durham it went so far over the catcher. It was so horrific. And I sat there and was just like, I can't take this. I'm so embarrassed for you. It was horrible. So I look forward to more, more minutes like that. Um, anyway, uh, quickly just want to say Arsenal still eight points up in the title race. Benny Blanco scored today. Xhaka scored today. It was glorious. Um Jurgen Klopp decided to not be an ally. Literally, Liverpool, what if you considered winning a game for once in your life? Holland or wasn't even tiny. playing. What the fuck? Um, Arsenal girlies in the Champions League semifinals after an excellent also, goal by Freedom in the title hunt. Also, everyone is injured. Yes, correct. Um, okay. Let's do three stars and then we can leave. Because I have to do go do my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory. Okay. Who's your star? Um it is Okay, I guess it's Caitlin Clark because I watched the end of the Iowa game yesterday. Um and she she's just a huge baller. She literally scored 41 points, I think. Um incredibly she really disrespectfully somebody was just like dribbling she the person she was guarding was uh this is also against undefeated university of south carolina team was on like the perimeter and she just there's this video of her just like literally just 
waving yes. her hand and being like, it's I'm so not going to bother. You're not going to shoot. Like, you're not making that. So incredible. She's an icon. Like, you need to just go, like, go watch her highlights if you haven't, just of the past two games, um, especially because she scored 40 points in both of them. And I think one of them, she got a triple-double, too. But pretty crazy. Pretty good. Pretty good. Sam, who's your star this week? Uh, my star of the week is the Toronto Six for winning the Isabel Cup and bringing a championship team to Toronto. Unlike... Championship hockey team. Teams. Yes. Raptors won. Yeah. Um. Okay, my star is also March Madness related, and it's Angel Reese's mom, Angel Reese, aka Bayou Barbie, um, who plays for LSU. Um, her mom had to publicly tweet this week telling people because her mom is also named Angel Reese to tell dudes to stop DMing her, <laughs> thinking that she is her daughter. <laughs> that Which was so funny. That tweet was, was an so all-time funny. tweet. And she was also like a really good uh, basketball player. Um, I think she played at Maryland, which is where Angel Reese played um, early on. But yeah, I thought it was incredibly funny. And dudes need to learn how to fucking read before you DM slide. (laughs) That's so embarrassing. Um, Yeah, that's my star. Angel Reese. Angel Reese Sr. Um, Okay, thank you for listening. You can catch us on all of our normal social feeds at broadcast pod um i think we're going to be recording every two weeks probably ish uh but yeah tell us tell us the baseball players you think read romance books and yeah anything else you feel like mentioning to us we will see you soon bye bye bye